Welcome to the Not Your Normal Social Emotional Learning Podcast. My name is Nini White, and this time around I want to talk to you about a topic most dear to my heart, nurturing students' ability to progressively make better and more constructive decisions all by themselves. When we look forward in time to the world our students are growing into, do you have any doubt that constructive transfer of learning skills will be beneficial for them? When you're teaching, how often do you consciously expect or at least hope that your students will, in addition to remembering what you've taught them, be able to actually transfer what you've taught them into new, related, but distinctly different situations and challenges? How often do you intentionally develop those kinds of skills for your students with your lesson plans or your curriculum? In your experience, does pre-planned curriculum fulfill the goal of enabling students to independently implement what they've been taught? In education, transfer of learning or transfer of knowledge or simply transfer refers to learning in one context that is independently applied to another context. In other words, growing in the capacity to independently applied acquired knowledge and skills to new situations. Participatory learning environments are experiences in which young students, yes, even four- and five-year-olds, can co-construct understanding and solutions together. By engaging students in the collaborative discovery of their own solutions to their own little and big frustrations, quandaries, and challenges, and doing this within participatory learning environments, students get to practice collaboration in which problem-solving and inquiry are fundamental aspects of their learning experiences as compared to the standard approach of passively being instructed by teachers. Now, the goal for teachers who take creative and some might even say courageous leaps into participatory learning environments is to give their students more experience-based self-confidence for self-sufficiently achieving happier and more satisfying interactions, which, hey, what do you know, invariably results in teachers' jobs becoming easier, happier, and more satisfying as well. Contrast participatory learning environments with what Anne Palo in her book From Teaching to Thinking, a book that I highly recommend, by the way, refers to as the banking approach to education. The banking approach sees education as a way of filling up students' minds with content that an educator, school system, or curriculum developer has decided has merit. The thing is, if education is only a banking process, how are students' thinking, analysis, and transference skills supposed to expand? How do we exercise their creative potential as problem solvers with the banking approach? How can we realistically expect them to have the skills that would enable them to independently transfer their learning to wider and wider circles of relevance? 
Participatory learning environments are a secret weapon for teachers who long to gain confidence in the fact that, that they can have more power than they started out thinking they have to succeed at building students' transfer and skills. A great example of developing students' transfer of learning skills is demonstrated by the visual thinking strategies approach, which uses art to deepen learnings across school disciplines. And the research on this specific approach is abundant. So please contact me if you, have, if you need help finding specific references. The visual thinking strategies approach helps teachers understand their role is to let students work through relevant problems, however inelegantly, by using their own strategies. One great story, which I loosely quote from Philip Yenowine's book, titled Visual Thinking Strategies, shares a story by a teacher about a bullying incident in her first year of teaching. She states, After trying to discuss it with the kids, wherein they just gave me the right answers, quote-unquote, and after reasoning with kids, then threatening them, then writing letters home to parents, and giving time, time outs at recess, all to no avail, I finally turned over the problem to them and asked them to discuss what they noticed happening without, from my side, pushing for a solution. I just asked the one question, what had they noticed happened? One by one, the instigators admitted their part and came up with their own solutions. The teacher goes on to explain that she gave the problem back to the students because it was theirs to start with and by so doing gave them ownership, which made them own their solutions and enabled them to transfer those solutions forward in time into future challenging situations. The kids clearly and authentically took pride in the change they were able to bring into their interactions. This is not an isolated example. It's 100% typical of what happens when we challenge ourselves to find the confidence to give students participatory learning opportunities for building their own thinking skills, their own collaboration skills, and ultimately their own transfer of learning skills for everyone's benefit and well-being. Something to think about, yes? If you found this episode thought-provoking and you have some questions or experiences you'd like to share on the podcast, even perhaps be interviewed, please contact me. You can reach me via email at ninihwite, that's N-I-N-I-W-H-I-T-E, at kidsownwisdom.com. I do read all emails and respond as quickly as possible. Looking forward to your thoughts, and thanks for listening. Ciao.